0: Oh, why, well, Hello there. How are you? Thank you for joining us on Healthy-ish, the podcast from body and soul. I am Felicity Harley. Oh, you are going to like this chat. My guest is Dr. Jen Martin, an award-winning academic from the University of Melbourne, a scientist by day, and she's also a podcaster by night. She has a new book out called Why Am I Like This?, where she writes about the science behind our everyday thoughts. She's going to share a few of well, her thoughts and the science behind them today. If you like what you hear from Jen, make sure you listen to Extra Healthy-ish, where she sheds light on some of your stranger's habits. You can search for that wherever you get your podcasts. Jen, or perhaps I should say Dr. Jen, welcome to Healthy-ish. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a delight. And congratulations on your new book. I loved it, by the way. It was fascinating. In it, you write, the human brain is the most complex object in the known universe. Uh, Yes, that is very true. (laughs) I mean, how can we better understand our thoughts and behaviors? Do you have a question that you come back to in your own personal life about you know what you
1: ask yourself about your behaviour day to day a oh, hundred percent and and I think the question is one that we've all been using since we learned to talk, and that is why why am I doing this? Why do I feel this way? Why am I thinking that? Why do I feel compelled to do something even though I know it's not really in my best interests in the long term? I mean, I think that's why science is so wonderful because science takes the word why and then uses a structured, reliable, validated approach to say, well, can we get some evidence to answer that question of why is this happening or why is the world like this? And I mean, I just think it's the best if we continually reflect and ask ourselves why in my mind, you know, being a curious person makes life so much more interesting than if we just accept everything around us as it is and don't don't stop and consider.
0: Mm, gosh, you sound like my kids. Why, mum? Why do I have to do this, mum? Why, why, why? <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, and, you know, for all the parents listening, we know that can get extremely tiring. Yes, but yes. as much as we can manage to be patient, the more we encourage kids to ask why, the better, I think. Yeah. Well, you've asked
0: a lot of whys in your book. Let's go through some of them.
1: Yes. <laughs> I just pulled out some of my
0: faves, listeners. I hope you, you like them. Why do we get so existential on some birthdays?
1: Well, I think it's that whole thing of we like arbitrary lines in the sand, right? Like, why do we make New Year's resolutions? Why do we decide starting on Monday, I'm going to go to the gym every week or whatever it is? You know, we are constantly kind of reflecting and time is this long, continuous scale and we need to have some particular lines that we draw. Mm. And the research shows us that in the year before you have a big birthday with a zero, we are much more likely to really make significant changes to our lives and to ask ourselves the big exit. Essential questions like who am I? What do I care about? What are my priorities? What purpose do I have in life? And so, this research has looked into people. So, if you're you currently have a birthday, your, your age ends with a nine, then you are known as a nine ender. And if you are currently a nine ender, the research shows us that you are more likely to be very reflective and to make big changes. So, some classic examples you're much more likely to run your first marathon when you're, you know, 29, 39, 49, whatever it is. <laughs> How is significantly more likely. Um, and, and if you are running your first marathon and you are one of those ages, then you will run faster than if you were a year younger or a year older, suggesting that you are training harder because, you know, you've made it this big thing. I'm going to run my first marathon before I'm 50 and I'm going to train really hard so I do really well. And there's just lots of examples like that. There was another big study that showed that people who had joined a dating site that was specially uh designed for Mm. people seeking an affair. not among women, it wasn't, the, the result wasn't so strong, but among men, you were significantly more likely to decide, I want to have an affair if you are a nine ender. So I think it's pretty much arbitrary, but you know, we're all prone to that arbitrary thing of now that it's a new year, I'm going to do lots more of, you know, this thing and a lot less of that thing. And it's just those big round birthdays tend to make us really look at the big picture of our lives and think, what am I doing? What mm. do I want to be doing? Yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, just picking up on the
0: marathon thing, we've talked a bit, on this podcast about the rise of the half marathon it feels like everyone around me and 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 it's like the half marathon is a new tick box I mean I don't know if that's because I'm surrounded by women in their 40s who are looking at you know 50 way off but getting there and thinking right I have to do it but yeah really interesting the other one I want to know about is why is it so hard to do absolutely nothing
1: I mean, it's a ridiculous question, isn't it? I mean, let me turn so it to you. Do you find it hard to do nothing? I imagine. <laughs> uh, yes. We, Time you know, A personality we... here, absolutely. <laughs> So, so researchers decided to look into it a bit more, and basically they asked people to sit in a room that had no distractions, nothing, no pen, no paper, no nothing, for just six to 15 minutes, so a pretty small amount of time, and the rules were you had to stay awake and you had to sit in your chair, um, and it turned out that people really, really found it difficult, and when they were asked later, how did you find that, they just didn't like it at all, and people said, you know, I just want to do something, I don't like just sitting there thinking thinking. So that was the first part of the research. And then the really shocking part of the research was they said, okay, let's see if people would prefer to do something that's actually not very nice. In fact, something painful rather than nothing at all. So they introduced this electric shock that people could administer to themselves. Obviously not a really bad one, but one that was enough that people said, yeah, that was, I didn't like that. I definitely don't want to have to experience that shock again. But when they left people alone in the room for 15 minutes to, two thirds of the men and a quarter of the women actually chose to give themselves an electric shock that they'd said was not very pleasant. They chose to do that rather than just sitting there doing nothing. So imagine saying, yeah, I want something that's painful and not very pleasant over being bored. So, I mean, what does it say? It says that we like being distracted, we like being busy, we like having things to do. I mean, I think for some people you can imagine being alone with your thoughts if you've had traumatic experiences Mm. or you're currently grieving. I mean, there are lots of reasons why somebody who's experiencing any sort of mental health challenges might say, I just don't want to have to be with my thoughts. But I think this study is showing us something broader than that. It's saying even people who aren't dealing with any um, current trauma or past trauma, Actually, we just don't like being bored and doing nothing. We wonder, like being constantly be, distracted, it'd which it'd is it'd a bit depressing. depressing. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to look at that like from
0: an evolutionary sense, like what was this like 100 years ago? What was it even like a decade ago yep. with the onset of, you know, digital technology? Is this how we're evolving as a species and, and becoming more distracted and is there is it a good or bad thing? Well, I suppose time will tell, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's probably neither, but it's worth being aware of. And, you know, if you've ever shown children in your life a movie that was made decades ago, generally the response is, oh, my God, nothing's happening. Like, why does it take so long for things to happen? Because these days, movies, you know, the scene changes so much more quickly. So I think we're definitely evolving to have a shorter attention span and to expect, you know, new Mm. novel... Uh, things to happen more often. But uh, I don't know, I'm not so big on judging good or bad, but I think it's worth being aware of. And maybe next time we have the opportunity to just sit and do nothing, try it out. Because some really recent research, some research has come out since I wrote the book, suggested that people predict they won't like being alone and just sitting and doing nothing. They think they'll be really bored, but actually some people really liked it. They liked just daydreaming oh and getting away from being frantically busy. So maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we think we're going to hate it, we hate it. But maybe if we say to ourselves, it might be really nice <laughs> to just not be busy for 15 minutes. Absolutely. Jen, I was going to ask you why do we find animal, baby
0: animals so cute, but we're going to have to wrap it up so um, people can buy your book for the answer yeah. to that one. Excellent some answers to your most bizarre habits make sure you grab dr jen martin's book it is called why am i like this and it is out now if you did enjoy this chat rate and review it or of course you can subscribe to this podcast that means you get to know when we drop a new episode every day a good little reminder anything else head to body follow us on socials grab our print edition which is out in your local sunday paper. and until tomorrow stay healthy-ish